All right, we want to uh, greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're grateful to the Lord for everyone that's here. All right, so if you have your Bibles, let's go to the... Um, if you have your Bibles, let's go to the 18th chapter of the book of Matthew. We're going to, if the Lord say the same, we're going to... Um, look at this set of scriptures from a different angle. The 18th chapter of the book of Matthew. Eighteenth chapter of the book of Matthew. We're going to start reading at verse 21. It says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times? Let's back up to verse 15 so we can get the whole picture of this. 18th chapter of the book of Matthew, we'll start reading at verse 15. It says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him, how? Alone. Everybody see that? Does everybody see? That's a pure heart there. Now, God's word is meant to be followed. You know, sometimes people have the mindset of what they can disobey and then get to heaven with. That's a dangerous mindset to have. Some people will say, well, you don't have to do this to go to heaven, or you don't have to not do that and go to heaven. Well, if that's the case, then what's the point of the Bible? Let's just say we all saved and we can all go there if we can pick and choose what God is going to let us in heaven with. That's not the way it works. God's word is there for a reason. Everybody understand? That's about like the fool that said, well, you can go five miles over the speed limit and not get a ticket. I said a fool. <laughs> Let them pull you over doing one mile over the speed limit. If they pulled you over for doing one mile over the speed limit, they plan on giving you a ticket. It's called a speed limit. Keyword limit. Everybody understand? Not speed grace. Everybody understand? <laughs> just you just drive in a county where they strap for money. 
and they're going to milk every dime they can out of you. Everybody understand? And it's well within their right. If you're breaking a law, you're breaking a law. If, you, if the speed limit says 45 and you're doing 47, you're breaking a law. It doesn't matter how, whether or not you get caught, God knows. And if you're a believer, that ought to be enough. So it says, moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Everybody understand? The purpose of that is that's your brother. And you want to make sure that he remains in right standing with everybody else. Everybody understand? You don't want everybody to know his business or what you think a trespass is or what you think he's done. Because you could say things and, and it could taint people's mindset towards this brother. Now this is talking about between brothers. This is talking about believers. It says, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, if he's hard-headed and stubborn, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Everybody understand? That's something for us to think about. So we'll go to our brother if he don't. If he don't hear about his trespass, then you take two or three uh, more with you as witnesses. In other words, they hear out the matter. And uh, that, that what it says that every, every word may be established is talking about you tell, them, tell those witnesses your side, and then that brother tell their, uh, the witnesses his side, and then they judge whether or not, okay, no, you were wrong. You shouldn't have even brought this up. Or you should apologize or you should ask for forgiveness because you were wrong for doing whatever it was you did. All right? So if, if he is, um, if the brother that had the trespass is wrong, I mean legitimately, and it's not just somebody's pet peeve, then he tells us in verse 17, and if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto who? But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. In other words, put him out of the church. Because if he's too hard-headed to hear his trespass against one brother, he's, he will not hear the word of God from that point on. It don't do him any good to go to church. It won't do him any good. Everybody understand? And so you, now who's, who's, who is this talking? Jesus Christ. Now, you know, we could say that Jesus Christ was all love and grace and mercy but he meant business. And this is, this is talking about any trespass. This isn't just talking about you slept with my wife. This is talking about any trespass. If somebody is too stubborn and hard-headed to hear about themselves, put them out. It won't, because God, God won't have anything else to do with them 
once they've decided, you know what, I can get over that hump without asking you for forgiveness. I can get over that without, you know, it ain't that, that big of a deal. It is a big deal. And you'll miss heaven because of it. Everybody understand? It shows if, if, if somebody's too proud to ask for forgiveness, and I'm telling you, with some people, it's like pulling teeth. It just, that's just not in their vocabulary. And really, it's because of pride. Humble people ask for forgiveness, you see. Pride don't want to do that. Pride got to talk itself into it, you see. All right, so let's keep reading. Verily I say unto you, verse 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in what? And whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be what? Loosed in heaven. Everybody see what that's saying there? When you put that brother out of church, you putting him out of heaven as well. If you let him back in church, you letting him in heaven as well. Now that's how serious this is. And don't you stand before God on judgment day and find out that this is the truth. God's word means what it says. When you've been put out of a church, you, there's no way you can get in heaven. I'm talking about God's church. When God's church release you, heaven does as well. Whatever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. That's what that's talking about. So you can go find all the other churches you want to find. It, will, don't, matter, it don't matter to God. Everybody understand? You can find something that's more preaching, that's more to your liking concerning the preaching, that don't matter to God at all. Nobody gets to heaven with the devil preaching to them. Everybody understand? <laughs> Let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 19, and again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that, shall it be, shall they, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Now, why did he bring that up, asking? What are they asking? Lord, we've put him out of the church. We followed your word. We put him out of the church. Don't you receive him either. And the Lord said, if two or three of, of believers, real believers, come together and say a brother was wrong about something and they don't acknowledge it, yes, I'll hear that prayer. And yes, it will be granted to them. Now, this right here shows us this idea that we can't bypass people to get to God. I can't step on your foot and then ask God to forgive me for it. <laughs> Everybody understand? It just, that's not how it works. I can't. Everybody understand? I can't spit in your face and then ask God for forgiveness. That's not the way it works. Everybody understand? You, when we go to heaven, before we get there, let's make sure we got, we done crossed all of our T's and dotted all of our I's. That's what we read this word for, you see. Verse 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there, I, there am I in the midst of them. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. In other words, now Peter is taking it on the other end of it. How often am I supposed to put up with these trespasses? Because some folks, they just, that's all they do. 
How often am I supposed to give? Forgive him to begin with. In other words, if the man got enough sense to ask for forgiveness, how often am I supposed to forgive him? And you know what the Lord is saying? If he's humble enough to ask for forgiveness, you be humble enough to forgive him. I don't care how many times he does it. You be humble enough to forgive. Everybody see Verse 23, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king. Now, everybody understand that. However many times they ask for forgiveness, that's how many times you forgive. I seriously doubt we're around one another, you know, that much in a day. You can spend 24 hours in a day with somebody and, and, you're, and for 100 years, and they'll probably, you'll ne they'll never get to that point where they have to ask you for forgiveness almost 500 times in one day. So you see what he said in a day? <laughs> 490 times? Everybody understand? Now I pray that nobody test that theory and push for 491 and say, well, God, I can't forgive you now. The Lord said 490, 70 times seven. That's it for you, brother. I guess that's it. It may feel like 490 times with the 10 times in a day. <laughs> but the Lord is letting us know we're supposed to live with a forgiving spirit. Verse 23, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. Now who is this king? God is the king. And what does the Bible say he does? He takes account of his servants. Everybody understand? Now, we, do, we have to know that that's the truth. That God takes account of, our, of us if we're his servants. Everybody understand? Let's not get to the place with God where we can do wrong and then just get to the point where we don't ask for forgiveness because he's our father and he loves us. You still have to ask for forgiveness. Everybody understand? All right, let's go and keep reading. Verse 24, And when he had begun to reckon... One was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. Now, let's go deeper into this parable here, into this story. Jesus Christ says that the man that when, the, when he began to reckon, a man was brought to him that owed him 10,000 talents. But he didn't have it to pay, so what happened? His wife and his children and all that he had were sold so that payment could be made. That's talking about the curse of sin. When daddy sinned, the whole family paid for it. Everybody understand? When, when daddy sinned, mama sinned, whoever, whichever one of those parents sinning, the whole family suffers. The whole family. Bible says now, <laughs> let me ask this question. It says one was brought unto him. How was he brought? The Bible says that the devil stands before God day and night accusing the brethren. 
You know why he does that? Is, is, he, is the devil wasting his time doing that? No. When you buy sin from the devil, he has a right to tell God that you bought it. And he knows that God has to honor his word of nothing else. The, the devil is counting on God lying. He's counting on that. So the devil knows that God can't lie. So when you buy sin from the devil, then the devil goes to God and says, see there, he just bought this from me. Then God says, oh, okay, devil, you got this one. You can, go and, you can go and touch his family. That's what I'm telling you what's going on in the spiritual realm. People are cursed. Mom and daddy, they'll curse their whole family. Them children will grow up cursed, not even knowing they cursed, just thinking that that's the way of life, and, and they'll curse their family doing the same thing. Generation after, that's what they call generational curses. Generation after generation gets cursed because people owe God and won't ask, and all they have to do is ask for forgiveness and repent and be humble enough to repent and turn away from it, but that's, too, that's just too much like right. I didn't do anything wrong, or I, I deserve whatever, you see. So let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 26, the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with what? Everybody see that? You see the Lord's response? This is his response to us. Lord, forgive me. And it, and it shows what the nature of mankind is. I'll pay you back, God. Can we? No. And he knows that we can't. So the idea all God is looking for is for you to ask him for forgiveness. He's not looking for you to punish yourself and fast for 10 days that you're breaking three. Be something else you have to ask for forgiveness for. Lord, I'm all yours for 10 days. Well, forgive me, Lord. Flesh, the spirit was willing. <laughs> Your word says all things that you made and created was, were made to be received. You see. <laughs> the Lord is saying you can't pay me for your sin. The wages of sin is what? So, that, so, you know, you punishing yourself, that, that don't do it. That won't do a thing. Death is, hell is the only one that, the, the only payment for it. Everybody understand? That? It's talking about the second death. Verse 27, then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and what? Forgave him the debt. Everybody see that? What did he do? He loosed him. Devil, turn him loose now. Get on away from his family. I'm closing that door that he opened since he asked for forgiveness. Everybody see? And forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by what? The throat. His fellow servant 
who does not answer to him at all. He went and found him, he laid hands on him, and he took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou what? Wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou have also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to who? The tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. Now, just in case we just think that this is a story that's distant and have nothing to do with us, let's keep reading verse 35. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone, his brother, what? Their trespasses. What will happen? You will be delivered to the tormentors. That's not just talking about hell, the, one that's, the ones that are in hell, that's talking about now. People that are tormented in this day and age is because they have a problem with forgiveness. The devil got a right to wrap your brain with his switch when you disobey God's word and don't forgive. Now, today we're not talking about forgiveness as much as we are offense. Let's read this. Let's go back to verse 27. It says, then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. He was a free man. But let's go and keep reading. But that same, but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. You know what this, this servant's problem was? He was offended. What was he offended at? That he had been called out because of the debt that he owed. Let me explain what I'm saying. You have an individual that owe a debt. In other words, he's done something wrong. But what if in, in, in his mind, he don't see that he's wrong, but he finds himself in, a, in the circumstances and the fruit of that wrong. If he don't think he's wrong, with God calling him out, in other words, or with God getting on him about it, then he gets upset. Now, he know he can't grab God by the throat, or Brother Bowden by the throat. But I'm going to go and find somebody else. Why? Because I'm offended at what just happened to me. So what he did, instead of him asking the Lord, help me to get over what just happened, or help me to see why I owe you this debt, why I'm wrong, and what I did, I'm going to go and take it out on somebody else. So he went and found out the fellow, we don't know how long the fellow servant was owed him the debt. 
But you know offense, it, it does not have a timeline. All you got to do is catch somebody on mad day. They can get it. I'm mad. Now, you see how gentle the Lord was with him. Didn't, didn't grab him by the throat. Rightfully, you owe me this debt, and rightfully, I have a right to sell your family off and all of that. Now, I want you, let's, let's go even deeper. The Lord, in this story, had no intention of really throwing the man in prison and, and really selling his family. He, brought, he had him brought to him because he wanted to see if he was going to ask for forgiveness. I really don't want to do this. He could have just sent him straight to prison. Could have just sold his family, his, his wife and children off and all of the stuff that he had. He could have just done that without no questions asked. I don't even have to see you. But he was brought to him. Why? Because I, I want to see if you know the combination to getting out of this debt. And it's not you getting a second job. The combination is, Lord, will you forgive me? I admit that I was wrong. That's the combination that unlocked that door. And it shows that somebody can ask for forgiveness and still not be sincere. Somebody asking for forgiveness does not equal they're going to change, in other words. Because what did he do? He went right out and incurred another debt. <laughs> if he hadn't thrown a man in prison, him grabbing a man by the throat would have been enough. Everybody see? And so that person, now listen very closely, that person that don't see themselves, they are, they are dangerous. A person that don't see themselves, they're very, very dangerous. They live in this story all the time. They're asking God for forgiveness, but they don't forgive. They live because they don't see themselves. If they saw themselves, they'd be willing to forgive. They, whoever, in other words, whoever it was that they were holding unforgiveness towards or bitter towards or offended at, they'd release that immediately if they knew how raggedy they were in God's eyes. They'd hurry up and release that debt. Everybody understand? And in fact, if they got any sense... If this man, when he was being brought to the Lord, knowing that he owed all that money, on his way there, he's been saying, hey, tell JoJo and them, they don't owe me nothing. They, I, I forgive them. Because I, I don't want them to go through what I'm going to I forgive them. They don't want none of these shackles I got. Everybody understand? And they'd have been forgiving, them, forgiving JoJo and them on the way. That's why the Lord called them wicked. Because you want what you're not willing to give.
Now here's the issue, the issue of forgiveness is tricky because people oftentimes think that they have to extend forgiveness when they don't. Let me explain what I mean. Offense causes people to miscalculate trespasses. If somebody walk around with offense, then they can think they're really spiritual because they have to spend a lifetime of forgiving people. Everybody understand? I forgive everybody. Everybody doing me wrong, and I forgive all of y'all. But all of us ain't done nothing. But that's what offense does. It, it raises the standard even above God's standard, if that's even possible. But in that person's mind, it is. Now, I had to make this chart to show you what I'm talking about. Brother Tank, will you look through that uh, camera and make sure that this can be seen? Because I want to make sure everybody, hopefully everybody can see this through... Uh, Can this be seen? Not on that one? It can be seen on that one though, right? Okay, that's good enough. So it can be seen? What about now? Tell me when it's at the best angle. Okay, it's good. Now I got to move over. Everybody see that? So the man, this is, this is God's standard right here, this blue line. Everybody see that? Can everybody see that? God's standard of forgiveness. Let me show you my tablet here. He owed the Lord 10,000 talents. How much is a talent? What's that second line say? $1.4 million. That's how much that servant owed his master. 1.4, well, that's how much a talent was. That times 10,000 is $14 billion. You don't believe it, just go look it up. This is God's standard here of forgiveness. But offense raises that standard. How much did he owe his fellow servant owe him a hundred pence. How much is a pence? No, it's it's it's, it's actually uh, 1.25 cents. He owed him a, a dollar twenty-five. He was forgiven for fourteen billion dollars. and went and found somebody that owed him a dollar twenty-five. Does everybody see that? That's why I say you're not getting to heaven with offense and unforgiveness. No way in this world can God forgive you for fourteen billion dollars now, this, this is the Lord talking. This is, this, this is what he laid out. 
and we're talking about in today's money, this is what he laid out. Forgave us for $14 billion. And we ready to choke somebody over a dollar twenty-five. That's why the Lord called him a wicked servant. I'm going to do you one better. I'm not just going to throw you in jail. I'm going to deliver you to the tormentors. Now, you notice in the first part of that story, his whole family was going to pay for what he had done. But when he chose to not forgive, it's just you, fool. I'm going to deliver you to the tormentors. Everybody see that? That's God's word. Google it if you want to. It, it, it add up to the penny. Everybody see? So you see God's standard of forgiveness? On this line is adultery. Every bad thing you can think of is on this line down here. Every sin that you could commit outside of blaspheming the Holy Spirit is on this line. And God forgives when we ask for forgiveness. But up here is the little petty stuff. Everybody understand? We've raised the standard. Now, I can't forget. Yeah, God forgave me for my junk, but now I can't forgive you. What was it? Offense. Now, here's the issue with offense. So everybody see that? Here's the issue with offense. It raises, it raises a standard higher above God's standard. There's only one thing that God won't forgive you for. That's blaspheming his Holy Spirit. That's, that's it. And that's not the easiest thing to do, if that makes any sense. We can be forgiven for adultery. We can be forgiven for lying, for stealing, for cheating. We can, anything in this world outside of that, we can be forgiven for. And we're not saying that God has a low standard. But what we're showing in this diagram is that our standard, when we choose not to forgive folks for the dollar 25 that they owe us, then we raise our standard above God's. And really what it equals is self-righteousness. I'd have to be a self-righteous somebody to be offended at you. I'd have to believe that I'm better than you and that I haven't done worse than what you've done. Everybody understand? That's what made that servant a wicked servant. He believed he was better than somebody else, even though he did a whole lot more, incurred a whole lot more debt than this other fellow did. That false standard is not stable. 
Everybody understand? That top line that we're talking about, that's not stable. That moves up and down depending on where a person is emotionally. This person, when he was forgiven for that debt, he was still on this emotional high. Everybody understand? Think about it. Why, why couldn't he receive that forgiveness with grace? What was it that made him, why didn't he leave that place rejoicing? Because he was offended that he had even been called out. He couldn't see the debt that he owed. When you get up, you know, in the thousands, you, you, you're off in la-la land. We're not going to even say $14 billion. You, you're just out doing all kind of stuff. But he got to the point where he couldn't see himself. And when God called him out on it, he didn't like it. But you know what? To get out of these shackles, I know the combination. Just forgive me. And the Lord's faithful and just to forgive. But you know what the problem was? This fellow was still wicked. He couldn't see himself. If he could see himself, he would have went out and said, you know what? I was forgiven for what I owe, and, and, and you owe a whole lot less than what I owe, so I forgive you too. That wasn't the case. The man, owed, he owed his master almost $14 billion more times what he owed. But that, that ain't good enough. I was done wrong. You didn't have to put me out like that. You should have just wrote me a letter or something. You didn't have to come get me. And make me ask you for that ain't that ain't right no kind of way. But since you God, I'm not gonna choke you. But I'm gonna go and find I'm I'm gonna go and find somebody. Somebody gonna have to pay. Everybody understand. But you know what the problem is? That's fine if God don't have eyes everywhere. Except He does. Trust me when I tell you your unforgiveness of somebody else it gets back to Him. Everybody understand? You better get over that offense. So it depends on where a person is emotionally. When everything was going right in this guy's life, as long as I'm not being called out on stuff, I forgive her. You know what? You owe me a dollar twenty-five. That's fine. I, I'll just get it tomorrow. Oh, you ain't got it tomorrow? Okay, I'll get it the next day. That's fine. I'm trying to show you what was going on here. But as soon as I get called out, oh, well, where's, where's JoJo at? Everybody understand? I'm on this emotional high now. I'm mad because I was called out. Everybody understand what I mean when I say called out? The word found me, in other words. So it depends on where a person is emotionally. Here's an example. You could have a woman tell another woman that she need to read to her children more. She don't think anything about it. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I need to read to my children more. Sister, so-and-so got sense, you know. They got children. I guess I could read more. She accepted on one day. 
Because she's fine. Her husband brought her flowers on Valentine's Day. But you catch on the day that her husband forgot their anniversary. Or done something wrong, or something ain't right. The children are getting on her nerves. You can have that same individual, same sweet spirit say, Sister, you need to read more to your children. What? Who is she to tell me that? Oh, she okay, so she's attacking my motherhood? She's Joe, you trying to say I'm not a good mother? No, I'm just saying you need to read to your children, that's all. Everybody understand? What happens is she's offended because she didn't, the husband forgot the anniversary. And what offense does is it raises that standard of, of where I'm going to forgive you at. Everybody understand? So I've, I've fornicated in my life, but I'm ready to grab you by the throat because you're telling me I need to read to my children. Everybody understand? I'm trying to show you this false standard. And that's the reason why whenever we bring up any kind of trespass, whatever it may be, let's go by God's word. You don't have to forgive somebody for, telling, for, for them telling you to read more to your children. That don't require forgiveness. It just requires you read more to your children. Everybody understand? You ain't got to go in your prayer closet and, and, and put your prayer hat on or nothing like that. Everybody understand? What was the name of that, that movie, Prayer Room? War Room? Yeah, you ain't got to go to war because the devil's coming against you behind you reading to your children. Everybody understand? Oh, go to war for that adulterous spirit you got. Go to war for that unforgiveness and that offense you got in your heart, not for what somebody, the advice that somebody's given you. <laughs> Everybody understand? So we have to judge what really needs forgiveness and what doesn't. Offense raises that, raises that standard. It makes everything needed to be forgiven. It's a, you better be glad I'm spiritual. Everybody, because everything needs forgiveness. Everybody, all y'all, y'all need, y'all just better be glad I'm a forgiving person. When in fact nobody's doing you anything. You just couldn't get over God calling you out. I guess God caught you on mad day. Everybody understand? But God don't budge. Everybody understand? And what is it a matter of? Seeing yourself. How in the world can I get offended at advice if I see the mud that the Lord himself has pulled me out of? If I know I've been forgiven for committing adultery or for fornication or lying or whatever it is, and we all got something we've been forgiven for. If I know I've been forgiven for anything, I don't have room to get offended 
when I recognize my junk. Everybody understand? I don't believe for one minute that I, I'm going to fall back in sin. But I know the day that I choose to get offended and I choose to walk in unforgiveness towards somebody, I already have. That's one key I'm not going to give the devil. If he come for me, I'm not going to help him out. Everybody understand? We do know that offense helps the devil. So we need to come off this high horse thinking we're a forgiving machine. That God have made us just, we just walk in uh, forgiveness. Cause, no, you walk in offense. And as soon as you get rid of it, you'll be able to see folks ain't doing you nothing. Everybody understand? That's the reason why people that deal, that walk in offense, they, you know, they, they, that same mouth will tell you, you know, I have a problem with forgiving people. Is that and I hold on to stuff. That's, it's the same thing. Everybody understand? Here's something that you have to ask yourself. If you've ever been a person that hold on to stuff, the person that you're holding it against, that you're holding on to, are they holding on to it? Or they don't went on with life? So who's going to die with the heart attack? Everybody understand? You're the one holding on to it. Who's the devil planning on whipping it with it? Not them. You. Who's going to be suffering from high blood pressure and diabetes and all other foolishness that comes with unforgiveness? Y'all do know that's where that come from. You don't believe it, you just keep holding on to it. You'll see. The Bible tells us to not let our hearts be overcharged. Your natural heart will be overcharged behind unforgiveness, behind bitterness. Everybody understand? You know, people die of heart attacks getting mad. I'm trying to remember what was that. It was a, a trumpet player back in the 60s. What was his name? Can y'all think of a trumpet? He was real famous. He's deceased now. I was just telling you about him not too long ago. No, not Louis Armstrong. He was from the north. He was married to Cicely Tyson at one time. They made a, a movie about him. But that's how he died. Got mad in the hospital. They told him they wanted to do some kind of procedure. He got mad. He got so mad, his heart gave out and he went in a coma. And he died. Not from what they were trying to do the procedure about, because he got mad. Oh, I can't remember his name. I, I might have to say it later, but... That's what happens with unforgiveness and bitterness and all that other stuff.
So you see that there's an imbalance in this person's life. They'll ask God for forgiveness for all kind of stuff. But then they don't want themselves, won't extend forgiveness, or just come out of offense. It, it really is a catch-22 situation. Does everybody understand? And let me explain what I mean. A woman that's contentious. If she doesn't see herself, then her husband is always in the wrong for putting his foot down. Does everybody understand what I'm saying? To a contentious woman, a real man looks like a dictator. But that's because she don't see herself. She don't, she don't understand the, the magnitude of her contention because she's gotten so used to living with it. And what happens is usually that woman, she's been through several relationships because no man is going to deal with that very long if they don't have God on the inside of them. And they, over time, they just pick up more contention, pick up more unforgiveness because everybody else is wrong. They were just using me for my body. They weren't raping you. You were giving it to them. And if you're a contentious woman, that's pretty much all you got to offer. Now, I just tell you to your face. Everybody understand? If your personality is contentious, what else do you have to offer besides your body? And it's not that other men are using you, but it's the devil on the inside of you convicting you of that. You know that's all you're good for if you're contentious. And I'll tell you to your face. Everybody understand? You're contentious, that's, that's, that's all that you have to offer. So you get in a relationship and you got a man that really want to stick with you, really want to try to work with you. But if you're contentious and you don't know how extreme that is and you don't know how bad it is, then everybody else is wrong for correcting you on it. Your husband's wrong because he's putting his foot down. No, we're not doing this. Well, you're mean. Everybody understand? So in other words, when a person can't see themselves, it's everybody else's fault. Their standard get raised as far as offense goes because they don't see themselves. Everybody understand? Everybody else is wrong. You're contentious, but everybody else is wrong. So you take a man or anybody that's been raised. You've, you've heard me say time and time again about the whoopings I caught growing up and how strategic they were. My mother had all kinds of tricks up her sleeves. One of the most effective ones was you, you, her telling you to do something, and you don't do it, and she'll wait till you go to sleep. How many of you ever had one of those dream whoopings? 
you waking up and think, wait, is that? No, this is, this is real. You don't feel this kind of stuff in dreams. <laughs> How many of you ever had one of those? Yeah. It feel like your heart is about to stop, don't it? You got a whole lot of stuff to process in those few seconds. Okay, first, is this real? Am I still dreaming? Okay, no, I'm not dreaming. Okay, so who wanted with me today? Oh, that's mama. Okay, no, okay, okay, yeah, I submit. Then you got to try to figure out, what are you saying? What did you do? Oh, okay, I didn't take out the trash. Okay, my bad. That's one of the worst. So my mother had all kind of techniques. And I'm going to tell you, I see myself. I, I, I look back at my whole life, my whole childhood. I could sit here and say, well, you know, there were times I got whooped for something I didn't, I didn't deserve. I didn't do what she said, you know. It was one of those issues where if one of us didn't tell, then we were going to all get whipped. And, and this time, I really didn't do it. So, I, I, you know, I could say, well, she was abusive. That's me if I don't see myself. That's me if I don't count, count all the stuff I did that I didn't get whipped for. That's me if I don't know God's judgment to begin with that I, eventually I did get whipped for when I wasn't getting whipped, when I was getting whipped for something I didn't do. I was getting whipped for something I thought I'd gotten away with. I pray that if you're an adult, you get over that. Because you're going to be the type of individual, you're going to be mad at God for sitting in hell. If them little whippings got you offended, you just go to hell. Everybody understand? You're going to be sitting there thinking, well, I, don't, I didn't deserve this. I didn't do nothing wrong. I'm telling you, you better get right on this side with this little minute stuff. Because you can't possibly see God as a righteous judge. If you can't get over the whoopings you got when you were younger. Everybody see? So there's the catch-22. So what if I'm an adult? Still can't get over my childhood. Still can't get over the whoopings I got. What does that say about me? I can't see myself. I can't possibly think that I was a saint. Eve, let's say, for instance, I caught a hundred whoopings. And of those hundred whoopings, a hundred times I didn't do anything wrong. If now that I'm saved, I can look back and say, well, I wasn't living for God. I was living in sin some kind of way. Even if I don't know what it was, I was doing something wrong. That's the believer's mind. But the offended mind, they're going to find fault. I refuse to go to hell behind unforgiveness for my childhood or whatever the case is, behind offense. Everybody understand? I'm telling you, we better get over it. The devil, the devil, I'm 45 years old. What does it look like me going to hell behind something that happened when I was five? No, devil, you got to come for me today. Everybody understand? 
The devil ain't got to, so basically, I'm, I done sent the devil on vacation in my life. He ain't got to do nothing else. He ain't got, I ain't got to read the fifth chapter of Ephesians and the sixth chapter about, about warfare. I ain't got to read none of that. The warfare was when I was five and I can't forgive. Everybody understand? Does everybody understand what I'm saying? <laughs> no, the devil ain't in your life anymore. It's just you and your offense. Does everybody see what I'm saying? But that's if I can't see myself. So now that I'm 45, am I still living back then? No. What is it now? I still can't see myself. And so what am I doing? I'm wrecking every relationship that I ever have because I don't see myself. If I couldn't see myself when I was getting whipped, when I was getting punished, if I thought the adults were wrong with how they handled me, then what, how am I going to ever have a functional relationship today? It is impossible unless I marry dysfunction and we both dysfunctional, but then you know what we're going to do? We're going to fight too. I'm telling you, that devil going to have to come for me every day. Because every day I'm going to renew mercies with people. He's going to have to come for me every day. Everybody understand? And I'm going to show you how we, how, what we count, how, how off we are. We can say, well, you know, my parents, they whooped me when I was little, and I didn't deserve, I didn't deserve most of that. And they would die out. You know, we can go down a whole list of stuff we mad about. We can say my parents were abusive. But then how does that look with you? Because whatever you can't forgive, it gets added to you. And so you can take the mindset of, I won't whip my children like my parents did me. But I'm going to knock their teeth out with sugar. Same devil. Still abuse. I'm going to contribute to their sugar diabetes when they turn 20. Same devil, same abuse. You just on the other end. But you don't see it. But I pray you see it today. I'm going to set my children up for all kind of failures because I couldn't get everything I wanted. I'm going to give them everything they want. And I'm going to make them too small to have relationships. I'm going to make them think that this world owed them something. Same devil, same abuse. Everybody understand? You're just on the other end. You see how we can't get by? 
So with all of this comes this idea of people masquerading. They think they need to forgive when they really just need to look at themselves and see what they've been forgiven for. You really don't, most of us, we don't have to forgive people as much as we need to see ourselves and get back to ground zero. Everybody understand? How many of you ever, when you, you back up into a driveway or something, and when you get out, you see you're crooked? But when you were backing up, you looked straight, didn't you? Why? Because when you're, when you're in a vehicle, you don't see yourself. It's only when you get out of self that you see just how crooked you are. Everybody understand? No, you don't, have, you don't have time to get offended when you've taken inventory of your own life. This Bible, this word says that that day came when the Lord was reckoning. He was taking into account what people owed him. But you know what? When we're believers, that's not supposed to be the case. How many of you ever let somebody borrow money? How many of you ever had to run some somebody down for it? Like, hey, you got my you got my money. I'm showing you how that is. People gonna do one or two things. They gonna either try to stay away from you. Uh, you know that's that's one game I don't play. I don't let people borrow money. If I got it and the Lord tell me you can have it, you can have it. Not for my sake, not because I got a problem with it. But you know when you let people borrow money and they say I'm gonna pay you back. You know what happens? And they hard. They looking at you like, yeah, you know what? I, I owe him money. They make themselves your enemy because they borrowed money from you. No, that's not how we're going to do it. You can have it. So we can stay friends. Everybody understand? <laughs> but that person that's, that is diligent, that person that will... That's right in their heart. You know what they're going to do? The same thing this man should have been done, doing. The Lord shouldn't have had to track him down. Lord, I owe you $14 billion, don't I? I'm going to pay you back. Can we set up a payment plan? How much I owe you now? $13 billion, $999,000 million, and okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay you back. Everybody understand? That's what we're supposed to do with God. Lord, before you pick up your pen and write down my sin, I'm going to tell you about it. Everybody understand? You know, you ain't got to come hunt me down. I'm going to beat the devil to your throne. If I know that this word is true, that the devil stands before God day and night accusing the brother, I'm going to beat him to that throne. What, so what you doing here, devil? Oh, me? I'm here to say the same thing. <laughs> you can go on. You can, I got it. But we have to have a pure heart to begin with to be that way. Because this individual, he can find an excuse for offense. He can find an excuse for his own sin. You see that? That's this self-entitlement. 
That's what it is. I owe $14 billion and I, that I just got for, uh, forgiveness for and I'm going to go hunt you down for $1.25? You better believe I'm self-entitled. But that's not God's will. God is the only one that's entitled. He's the righteous judge. And if, I can, if I'm humble, if I stay humble and if I stay low, there's not going to be one person in this world that's worse than me. Everybody understand? Even the sinners. I, I know all, you can get saved just like I did. It ain't one of y'all worse than me. Even today, everybody understand? That's the reason. And people have asked me that. Well, if, if we could stop living in sin, then why did Paul say that he was the chief of sinners? Because of his humility. He was just being humble. He wasn't saying he was out living in sin. But he just understood the day I think I'm better than somebody, I'm already there. The only thing that's keeping me from sin is the grace of God. So ain't no use of me walking around like I'm self-righteous and I, that I have it all together. It's God that got me all together, not me. You see? So if we stay low and we stay humble, there's no way in the world we can walk in offense. Nowhere in the world. I can't get offended at something you do when I know I've done worse. Everybody understand? We have to forget who we were to get offended. We have to forget what we come from. And I'm going to tell you this. Offense is really a sign that we're still where we think we've been pulled out of. Everybody understand? And we proved it by this story. The man was forgiven of $14 billion, and he incurred just as much going and grabbing that man by the throat. He was still there. So God wants us to be humble before him. Let's get, let's get out of this mindset. I tell you what, we better, we better, all these little pet peeves we got, we better get rid of that junk. Everybody understand? I remember I saw one of my uh, <laughs> one of my nieces. She had posted something about or uh, said something about somebody getting on her nerves, and I told her, "You are not you. You are not to have nerves to get on. Yeah, just don't have any nerves to get on. That's all. Can't nobody get on nothing that you ain't got. And that's the way we're supposed to be. Shouldn't nobody have a, a have." Shouldn't nobody cross a line with you if you don't have a line to cross? Everybody understand? Yeah, you shouldn't have a line to cross. So God wants us to take this to heart. The Bible says that, uh, that a brother offended is hard to be one. We talked about what that meant about being one. But why is, he, why is it hard for him to be one? Because he don't see himself. He believes he's in a place that he's not in. For me to hold something against you, that would mean I don't think that I've done anything wrong. I'd have to believe that I've never done anything wrong, that I've never had to really, I may have asked for forgiveness, but I don't, I don't see the magnitude of what I've done if I can hold something against you. And that's the name of this message. Offense is a liar. 
It's a liar. Everybody understand? It, it makes you think you're in a place that you're not. You have to think. You have to be on a high horse somewhere. To even have a mind, I'm, I'm offended at you. Why? Everybody understand? That's not God's will. We are, I'm telling you, we need to be way, way above that. Way above that. Because the devil will keep you there. It's, you'll constantly be getting offended. You know, like what the world says, have a chip on your shoulder. Is that God's will? I'm telling you, we better get over it. I'm telling you, we better get over it. So, somebody done done something to me. If I legitimately think that they've done something to me, you know where my mind goes to? Is this worth hell? No, no, it ain't worth it. No, you good. Go, go, not, 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 nothing. Everybody understand? I think the way God thinks about it. What are you saying? The day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. So let's say Adam and Eve were 50 years old when they ate of it. They were both over 900 years old when they died. But look at all of what happened in between then. Everybody understand? So I don't have to get to the end of my life and be leaving here with a heart attack and high blood pressure and all of that before I forgive. I'm going to do it because God say so. Not because I'm on my deathbed and I finally realized that the message that was preached today was the truth. I'm not, I'm not going to have high blood pressure. I'm not going to stroke out of here. Because I'm offended. Everybody understand? You know that that happens to us if we're not careful. We better get over that offense. You're a self-righteous somebody to think that somebody that you're better than somebody, that you're even in a place to judge them. This fellow went to his fellow servant. Not to his servant, his fellow servant. Had no right to grab him by the throat, even though his master had a right to grab him by the throat. That's, what, that's the way God, the Lord told it like that for a reason. There was no way in the world, listen, the, the, you know this man was lying. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to pay you your $14 billion. Now, if he was making, if he could even be in a, payment plan to pay that back in his lifetime. Do you think he'd have been choking somebody over a dollar twenty-five? You see the, the deception there? Lying. I'm going to pay it back. Knowing he couldn't. Now I'm going to tell you what else it does on the other side. When you have an issue with forgiving other people, then you yourself feel like you have to pay people. You go out of your way trying to pay people back. No, I don't, cause why? Because I don't want to owe anybody anything. But is that life, though? I guess what we better just come to the conclusion is this. We all owe each other. So we better all forgive one another. 
Everybody understand? <laughs> That's the conclusion of the matter. I promise you, if you're around me 24-7, you're going to hear something you don't like. That ain't got nothing to do with anything spiritual. I'm going to rub you the wrong way somewhere. <laughs> Everybody understand? And I can tell most of you, you done rubbed me the wrong way too. Since y'all out there, nah, oh yeah, that's, now nah, nah, you preaching. <laughs> but I tell you what, we better be some ducks. <laughs> Everybody understand? <laughs> we better let it roll off our backs. That's all it is, is water. Everybody understand? A duck, does a duck have to, does a duck have to keep from drowning? No, that God made their bodies, those feathers underneath them like that, they just automatically float. And that's what we better become. All kind of offense, but it's underneath us. Everybody see? All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word that you've preached today. Lord, we thank you for making it plain to us. And Lord, we ask that you will help us to hold on to what we've heard. Help us, Lord, to see ourselves. Help us, Lord, not to overlook those things that you were pointing out. Help us, Lord, to examine ourselves and to make the appropriate decisions that we need to make, Lord, to get right with you in this matter. Thank you, Lord, for loving us enough, enough to talk to us and to share with us what you would have us to know concerning your word. Help us, Lord, not to be high-minded. Help us to know, Lord, that the debt that we've incurred in our life to you is much greater than what anybody can incur towards us. Help us, Lord, to get rid of offense and to walk in forgiveness, Lord, and to see things from, from a biblical perspective. Help us to obey your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. Hopefully, a little later, we'll meet up and uh, we'll discuss what we've uh, heard today. So if that's all now, you're dismissed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ.